Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bundesliga show brought to you by Over the Bar. Um, we're back this evening just for a bit of a one-off uh, show to to have a bit of bit of fun uh, this evening. So, me and Mark are joined by our good friends and well colleague. We can call you a colleague, can't we, Runa? Uh, Runa from Bully News, of course, who we've been working with all season long. Uh, we're delighted to also be joined by FBL Thinker. Uh, as well, who's been uh, been on the show a good few times on the uh, preview slash fantasy football show. So welcome back to you both. Hope you're both doing well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good evening. yeah. Good. doing good. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, right, uh, so we're going to have a bit of fun with it. We've got about you know seven, eight different awards to kind of go through, some of them more serious than, than others. Uh, so... If you're joining in and watching this evening, please let us know live in the comments. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube now, uh, obviously just kind of join in as we go along with regards to who you think your player of the season is, who you think the breakout player of the season was. If you disagree or agree with the people or suggestions that myself, Mark Runa and FBL Thinker are going to give. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll not uh, delay uh, too much more in terms of uh, everything else. So, obviously... It's a shame it's the end of the season, but it's nice to have these sort of kind of award shows just kind of round things up, um, basically. So it's probably be our last show of the season. We might do a Q&A, but it depends on on what me and Mark um, are doing availability-wise. Shame we couldn't do a watch-along uh, for the relegation match, but again, just one of those things. So anyway, let's crack on with the show, and we'll start with probably the biggest award, I'd say, you'd you'd imagine, uh, of the season, which is obviously player of the season. But for me, this is probably the easiest award to give out uh, from my personal opinion. So I'll quickly start uh, with my with my selection uh, and give a very brief outline as to why I think that. And then we'll go around the group and see if everyone uh, agrees with me, considering I've just said it's really easy. <laughs> so <laughs> I've decided to pick uh, Christopher Nkunku as uh, player of the season, um obviously despite the fact that he wasn't top goal scorer which is a you know an obvious one in regards to Lewandowski but 20 league goals 15 assists um you know the the real difference maker throughout the season for RB Leipzig consistent throughout their go-to player performed in all competitions um I, he was outstanding got into the French team is the talk of Europe effectively and you know will go for a a big buck if he does go this um, this summer, but hopefully he doesn't for a Bundesliga point of view. So I'm straight in with Mkunku. I think he was by far the best all-round player uh, this season. So Mark, I'll go to you and then we'll go around. So who who, do you, who was your choice? Yeah, I think Rory, obviously, that was the kind of obvious pick. And I think he won the official Bundesliga player of the season. Rather, and I can totally yeah. understand why people are pick him, you know. But at the end of the day, when, whenever I choose a player of the season, I always like to go for a player from the champions, to be honest. You know, and I, I yeah. like to pick the player who was the best for the champions. And for me, despite being relatively predictable, I have gone for Robert Lewandowski again. I mean, 35 goals in, you know, 34 games. I don't even think he played every game this season. I think he played roughly 31, 32 of the games. 
You know, I mean, some people would say he wasn't at his absolute best, but at the end of the day, for me, he was the difference and he was the reason why Bayern Munich ultimately won the title. And I think as a result, that's why he's player of the season for me. So I've gone for the, the Polish magician, Robert Lewandowski for me. Very good. Well, what do you reckon, Marina? We've got one for Lewandowski and one for Nkunku. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's clearly between those two. Uh, and I think you, you could make an argument for both players, as, as you guys just did, basically. Um, but I've gone for Nkunku um, just because, uh, yeah, usually it's always about Lewandowski. Uh, but this year, uh, he actually has a real competitor in terms of uh, being the best player. And uh, yeah, then I decided to go for Nkunku because I think his development has been amazing. And yeah, as you said, Roy, he's, he's had a foot in so many of Leipzig's goals, nearly half of them. Uh, performed against all kinds of opponents uh, every time, every week. He's been uh, he's been their key player. So, uh, so yeah, Nkunku is for me this this time. Very good. Okay, two for Nkunku and one for Lewandowski. So FBL thinker, you can you can finish off for uh, for this award. Yeah, I, yeah. I will also go for Nkunku because uh, he stood out to be the main man for the Leipzig and. We all knew he had talent from the previous season, but the consistency he showed uh, that truly establishes him to be a, one of the top players in Europe. And all the hype in Europe is now with Nkunku, and hopefully he stays in the Bundesliga. Fingers crossed. So there we are, three to one. Unfortunately, Mark, you've uh, oh, just yeah. you've just been asked <laughs> on this <laughs> on yeah, this yeah. award, but yeah, I think that's a very deserving award. Um, he, he has really, you know, upped his game significantly. And it's just nice to have a name, another name in the hat, aside from Lewandowski, really, isn't it? Um, Harlan probably last season and at his true peak would be another, you know, potential pick. But that's um, that's another debate. So, yeah, player of the season for Over the Bars Bundesliga show is Christopher Nkunku. So, uh, Christopher, if you're watching, probably probably not, but just in case, well done. <laughs> Um, right, Mark, over to you for the next award this evening. Yeah, absolutely. So this one's going to be the manager slash head coach. I think usually in Germany they talk about this as the head coach, really. Obviously, over in England we talk about this as the manager. But, yeah, it's going to be the head coach slash manager of the season. I mean, there's quite a lot of uh, contenders for this. You know, obviously Nagelsmann did win the championship despite not really impressing everyone, let's be honest. Tedesco with that brilliant second half of the season for Leipzig could potentially have been a, con uh, a contender. Obviously, Urs Fischer as well at Union Berlin, leading them to a fifth place finished absolutely brilliant and then probably for me the two that really really stood ahead of even those that we've just mentioned are Stefan Baumgart from Köln and uh, Christian Streich from Freiburg for me they were the two best managers for me just simply because of the budget that they were working with the kind of wage structure you know the the quality of the squad that they managed to build on their own backs let's be honest really and for me the the job that they did is more impressive than the likes of Nagelsmann or Tedesco in the second half of the season. But I've just about actually gone for Baumgart as manager of the season. Some people might think that's a bit harsh ahead of strike, obviously who took uh, Freiburg to sixth and to a cup final. But I think the fact that Köln finished 16th last season were just absolutely dire for pretty much the whole of last season, weren't they? I mean, they finished seventh this year with a, let's be honest, not really a very big budget. They made a few signings, the likes of Mark Oot, 
you know, obviously revitalized Modest and you got loads of quality out of Ozcan and uh, Shakiri. So many good performances in there for, and not only that, but the fans just absolutely love the guy as well. He's like the hero of Cone pretty much nowadays, Stefan Baumgart. So for me, the fact that he's guided that side into Europe after what they did last season deserves a manager of the season for me. So what about you, Rory? What did you go for in that? Yeah, you mentioned a lot of good managers there who have had um, incredibly positive seasons. Uh, and you did mention my choice. So I've decided to go for Urs Fischer. Um, I think that, you know, the, the managers that you've mentioned in terms of strike and Baumgart doing a great job, obviously they did with, with those small budgets. Uh, to, to finish fifth in, in the Bundesliga for, what, their third season in the top division, uh, third or fourth, I think it's only third, um, one point off Champions League football is ridiculous. Um, you know, reorganising after the loss of Cruiser in, in January in Friedrich um, to then reshape and go again. They were the fifth best team in the Rook Runda, so they were consistent throughout the season um, after the, a little bit of a blip when, when they initially lost him. Um, but again, like as you say, the the improvement, there wasn't much room for Union to improve on last season, let's be honest. Coming seventh in the Bundesliga was probably almost the ceiling for Union in terms of what their fans would expect. Then to go again and then come fifth is extraordinary, uh, I think. So I think, for me, it, it deserves to be Urs Fischer on this occasion. So two, two obviously very good choices there. Um, uh, yeah, over to you, Rune. Who's your pick? Well, uh, I also considered it was Fischer and Christian Steig and Stephen Baumgart, like you guys. Uh, also, I think Thomas Reis from Bochum deserves uh, an honourable mention in this regard. I think what he did with, with a pretty poor Bochum side was quite amazing too. Um, but actually, uh, I'll go with Baumgart, like, uh, like Mark. And uh, yeah, you basically said all the things I was going to say, Mark. Um, he took uh, Köln from the relegation playoff last season to, to seventh place in European qualification in his first season at the club. And I think he's been an enrichment to the league uh, on so many levels, not just because of his achievements on the pitch and entertaining playing style, but also because of his charisma and presence on the sidelines. So many memorable moments of him shouting at his team and Modest stealing his uh, flat cap and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, Baumgart for me. Yeah, absolutely. A great guy without doubt. So it's down to you, FBL. What have you gone for? Yeah. Who have you plumped for for this one? Yes, the same choices. If I had to give an award for entertainment, entertainment of the year, it would have been Baumgart. He was really a live wire. But for the man manager of the season or the head coach, I would go for Christian Strike. Means I am really fascinated by this guy's commitment to the job. And every year, you know what you get from Freiburg, a well-organized team who puts it up against the big boys in the minimalistic of budget. He makes up good players, brought, brought up Schlotterbeck, who is now going to Dortmund. And he is just the embodiment of the perfect German club, uh, the way the Freiburg is run. And it's, it's truly great to see him year after year performing for the same club and doing the things very well. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, just about by two votes to one to one. Yeah, it is uh, Stefan Baumgart who wins the over-the-bar uh, manager of the season. But, yeah, I totally agree with your two suggestions as well. They would have been my top three without doubt this season. I think all three of those clubs and 
those managers have brilliant seasons. So, yeah, so over to Rory for the young player of the season. Yeah, indeed. Um, so, yeah, the way that we've titled it is Breakout Star slash Young Player, which kind of amended the way that I was going to pick this uh, this award. So, again, lot. I mean, the Bundesliga is just jam-packed full of, of young talent that comes through and ultimately is sometimes cherry-picked away from the Bundesliga. But it really is a hotbed of talent for, for young players. And, you know, the, there are honourable mentions everywhere, really. Um, for me, but um, I've gone for a player that wasn't actually in the top six rookies of the year, from what they call it in the Bundesliga website. So my my pick this evening is Jeremy Fringpong of Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, the reason why I think is that he's had a, he's had the first full season in the Bundesliga after signing from Celtic in January the season before, um, and decided to come back a little bit um, into the team. And this season, he's fully made the the right back position his own in that very attacking and impressive Leverkusen side under Seoane. Um, you know, he's got six six assists um, for the club, so that's the third most amount behind uh, Verts and I forget the second, probably Diaby. Um, and that's only after playing 25 league games because he did have his injury uh, troubles as well. Um, helped his side get back into the Champions League. Uh, 21 years old has obviously got lots of room for improvement, as all these players will do. Um, you know, and looks set to be a part of that Leverkusen side for years and years to come. Had a really good understanding and partnership actually with Florian Verts in the first half of the season, which is really enjoyable to watch. So fast, incredibly attacking fullback, as many fullbacks are these days in in the modern era. So. Might be a bit of a left field shout, um, but yeah, so that that's my pick over to you, Mark. Yeah, definitely a fair fair shout there. I would say, yeah, I think I had to think quite long and hard about this one because, as you say, Roy, there's so many good young players, and you've got a question like, what is a young player by Bundesliga standard? Because I mean, it seems as though most of the players in the league are under 25 sometimes, doesn't it? That's the way it yeah. seems, you know. But yeah, to be honest, there were two names that kind of stood out for me. Yeah, I would agree with uh, Frimpong, but I didn't realise he was so young as 21, to be honest. So, yeah, I thought it was a bit older than that. But, yeah, it just proves how many young players are in the league. The first mention I want to give is to Vimmer. I think for Bielefeld in a very, very, let's be honest, a very poor Bielefeld side, really. I thought he was just absolutely brilliant, particularly for the first probably two-thirds of the season. The reason why I didn't give him, like, my player, young player of the season is because he did fade off in the last 10 games or so when Bielefeld's form dropped his form also dropped quite pitifully really but he still ended up with three goals and eight assists which is very good he's going to get himself a good move ahead of next season but I've actually gone for Coadio Kone from Gladbach I just think like having watched him a few times at the end of the season I just thought he was really really good I think me and Rory did the uh, watch along as well didn't we and he was the man of the match hands down in that game and I think he kind of he started off really well and he kind of dropped off a bit but then for me finished the season really really strongly as Gladbach kind of improved the last few weeks might, again it might be a bit of a left field shout this one but I do believe that you know he is a player that can get better and I think ahead of next season he's going to be a real quality player he ended the season with just two goals, but obviously he's more of a kind of defensive box-to-box kind of midfielder, really. But obviously he's only 21, uh, signed from Toulouse in France, and I just think he's a real player to watch ahead of next season, even more than this, perhaps, for me. 
Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, good shout that. Um, yeah, over to you, Runa. Who, who have you gone for? Yeah, I've gone for Nico Schlotterbeck. Um, I know he's he's played in the Bundesliga for a few years, but this is the first time he's he's played consistently through a whole season. And uh, yeah, he's just 22 years old. Um, he's been amazing, and and I don't think anyone expected him to do this well prior to the season. Uh, basically, he's gone from making 16 league appearances from Union Berlin last season, uh, yeah. an injury really campaign for him, uh, to being arguably the, the best centre-back in the league this season. So I think his performances speak for themselves. Yeah, agreed. Again, I, I didn't even think about Schlotterbeck because he seemed so mature for the, the way that he's been playing at 22 years old. Yeah. Absolutely. A great shout. Uh, FBL Thinker, right. We've had three different choices. So there's a good chance you might pick someone different. So over to you. Yeah. So even I have gone for a player who is young by age, but not by experience. But I think he had his breakout season this year. So mm -hmm. it's Florian Wirtz. And what a season he had before his injury with uh, the, the 10 goals and the 7 assists. So 7 goals and the 10 assists. Uh, so he was on fire for Bayer Leverkusen. And I believe that the gap left by Kai Havertz uh, moving to Chelsea was filled by words. He made the team tick. His combinations with Schick and Diaby were awesome. And I just hope that he continues to grow in Leverkusen and we get to see him more often after before his move to a big club. Yeah, absolutely. Very good shout, Bath. Wurtz was superb, wasn't he, uh, before that unfortunate injury. So, yeah, four four different choices. So we haven't got a majority vote. So as we're so nice on the Bundesliga, all four of them can have the, can have yeah. the awards. Uh, <laughs> I think that's only fair. Um, but yeah, it's obviously just brilliant to see Bundesliga teams giving their younger players a chance to thrive. And as a result, they do. Um, so... Right, Mark, over to you to lead us through probably what will be the longest award slash part of this yeah. show is the team of the season. So what we'll do is we'll kind of go through each position. So we'll go yeah. around. So we'll go goalkeepers, make our choice, defenders, make our choices, midfielders, forwards, etc. Um, so and we'll all state before we start what formation we've picked as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th this is obviously one of the bigger awards and it, I had to think long and hard about this one, really. But yeah, let's start with the goalkeepers. So, yeah, I actually went for the 4-3-3 formation, which was the recommended formation. That That's the formation that I always play on the fantasy football as well. So, yeah, for goalkeeper, it was between two choices, really, for me. Obviously, Manuel Neuer had a solid season. He, he had the best defensive record, but he did miss a few games you know, and all right did come in as well to replace him, I think, on at least six or seven games. So for me, that's not quite enough to give him the keeper of the season. For me, the guy I've actually plumbed for is actually Mark Flecken from Freiburg. I just thought he was absolutely brilliant. He missed about three games in January. And then went, I think Freiburg lost every one of those three games when he was missing, which effectively is what cost them Champions League football in the end. I think they had the third best defensive record in the league, um, conceding just 46 goals, which doesn't sound great on paper, but we know the Bundesliga is a very attacking league, don't we? So, yeah, for me, Flecken was absolutely brilliant. He got called up to the Netherlands national team as well during the season, which is a massive achievement playing for a club like Freiburg. So, yeah, I've gone for Flecken as keeper. And what about you, Rory? Who did you go for as keeper? Uh, so, I concur with you, Mark. I've gone for Mark Flecken for, for all the reasons that you've stated. To be fair, I think he had an absolutely outstanding season. And when he was missing it, it clearly showed. Uh, a couple of other shouts that I was thinking of, though, which you didn't say, Mark. Ortega was obviously there because he has to save a lot of shots and he's been brilliant for Bielefeld. But ultimately, 
they got relegated. So it's pretty hard to put him as the keeper of the season. And I think Gregor Kobel deserves a lot mm. of credit because he conceded a lot of goals, but how many did he save for Dortmund? Uh, realistically, he was called upon all the time. Some of the saves he made were ridiculous. I mean, he made about 10 world he saves against Stuttgart alone. So if, yeah. if Stuttgart are making him do that, then then fair play. But yeah, Flecken, I think, deserves it. Yeah, and Runa, why do you go for for this? Yeah, Flecken is a very good pick, but uh, actually I went uh, went for Ortega um, because I think he, he played a key role for them uh, last season in avoiding the drop, and uh, this time he couldn't save them, but he really did everything he could. I mean, uh, he uh, he made the most saves in the league, 124 saves, and uh, his save percentage was the second highest, only behind Flecken, but they were roughly at the same number. Um, so... Uh, he also kept six clean sheets, and uh, I know it's kind of hard to to pick a player who, who got relegated. But but then again, uh, where would Bielefeld be without Ortega? Uh, I think they would be very <laughs> a, a lot worse off uh, if he hadn't been in between the sticks for them. Um, truly a, a great goalkeeper, and uh, he's available on free transfer now, so so he shouldn't have any problems finding a new club. Um, another another good shout. For me, is is Marvin Spebe actually? Uh, I think mm-hmm. he he had a really good season too. He he managed to to take the number one spot for Köln, and some of the saves he he made, especially towards the end of the season, were amazing too. Uh, and also Manuel Riemann uh, deserves an honourable mention for me. Yeah, absolutely, couldn't agree more. I think Ortega is going to be a massive signing for someone in summer, isn't he? That's for sure. You know, I'd be surprised. Wouldn't be shocked to see him to go to one of the real kind of top Bundesliga teams, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, FPL Thinker, who have you gone for as keeper? Uh, yeah. So uh, the choices were between uh, Mark Flecken, the obvious choice, the uh, best keeper with the best stats in the league, and Ortega, who has saved a lot of shots and kept Bielefeld in. But I I went for an underdog keeper who I think uh, had had done well in the goal. But more more than that, he was a true leader on, in the field, and uh, and he was entertainment as well. That is Manuel Riemann. He walked up to take the penalty as well, which he missed. So could see him scoring there. Uh, but uh, all in all, he he organized a Bochum defense, which was very good at home. He saved a lot of shots, and uh, more than that, he led the side by example. Uh, the especially during the incident where we saw uh, fans throwing some things on object on the pitch that match which got called off like he went and urged to the fans to stop and that showed a great bit of leadership so i will give it to manuel riemann yeah he was great very very fair shout that's for sure okay so let's move on to our defense i mean i've gone for a a back four in this because i just think uh, it's the best way to do a team of the season with the 4-3-3 formation usually so yeah, I've gone for the right back. I've gone for Sylvan Vidmer, actually. I just think he was absolutely brilliant for Mainz. Absolutely superb. You know, he scores goals. He creates assists. He's just a constant menace up and down that wing, you know. I mean, the, the fullbacks are so important in modern-day football, aren't they? And I just think he's a classic modern-day fullback for me, right back, really, for me. I mean, I know he sometimes plays in that back three as well for Mainz, but... You know, I just thought he was absolutely superb this season, Vidma. Also a brilliant player in my fantasy football as well, that's for sure. 
the two centre-halves, I think one choice is obvious, the other one may be a bit more of a shock. I've gone for Nico Schlotterbeck, who for me was the defender of the season this year, no question about that. He's got his big move to Dortmund from Freiburg, absolutely brilliant season. You know, he, he does everything, doesn't he? He's commanding, he's, uh, he gets forward, he even banged in that famous goal against Wolfsburg, didn't he? Where he, he almost looked more like a striker in that one. It's just a fantastic sense, modern modern centre-half, really. I've also gone for Mavropanos, actually. I think, Rory, you'll be quite happy to see him in there. I just think, I think Stuttgart were very poor for most of the season. I think there were only two players, really, who you could say were good for Stuttgart. And one of them was Mavropanos. The other one being Endo, to be honest, in the midfield. But I just think Mavropanos was brilliant, especially in the first half of the season, actually. You know, he gets forward. He was scoring goals. He leads the team. Probably not going to be in many teams of the season, but for me, he was a quality player this year and probably better than any of the centre-halves of the big four kind of teams, really, for me this season. And then my left-back's also a bit of a kind of left-fielder um, choice. It's actually Suarez from uh, Bochum I picked, actually, because simply because when I was looking at the through the statistics, I just I couldn't believe what a good season he's had. I mean, if you watch Bolkham's games, you could see he is a quality defender. But just a quick look at the stats, he was actually fourth for Jules won in the whole league this season with 412, which is just a fantastic effort, really, for obviously his first season in the Bundesliga. And I didn't think any other left-backs really, really stood out for me this season. So that's why I've gone for him, really. But yeah, another Bolkham player in a team of the season, along with Riemann. Uh, so yeah, what about you, Rory? What's your back for then? Right, yeah, for, for my 4-3-3 then. Um, so my right back is, uh, obviously, as my young player of the season, would be Jeremy Frimpong. He was fantastic getting forward, um, providing a lot of assists uh, along the way. And he had a really good relationship with Florian Wirtz. Uh, obviously, no shock that I have picked Schlotterbeck as well, uh, for all the reasons that we've discussed already. Fantastic player in season four. For Nico, uh, my other centre half, I've uh, gone for Gvardio uh, of, of RB Leipzig. I think um, he, you know, it kind of really stood out, I think, in the way that he played. Obviously, I know that the the one game or maybe a couple of games towards the end of the season, he maybe didn't play to, to the same level as he had been doing, but I thought he's really impressive uh, throughout the majority of the season for a young man. Um, you know, re really good in the tackle, got forward well, uh, was a danger, obviously, at set pieces. And I thought he had a really good, solid first season uh, at Leipzig. So I think we can expect a lot more from him. Uh, I think he'll grow into a leader as well uh, at, at that club. So I think that's really good for someone of that age. Um, and then the left back for me, if you don't class him as a winger, really, um, I think the obvious choice was David Brown. Uh, of, of Hoffenheim, obviously played as a left wing back a, a lot of the season, but I, I stuck him as a left back in, in my four in my four three three. Unreal season, uh, numbers produced in terms of goals and assists. I think he got three goals, but his assists were excellent, um, high level. Um, played in the Hoffenheim team that showed real promise at the start of the season, and then they did drift off. But his form stayed really good. <laughs> And he's obviously um, with with the national team after getting his first call up during this season. So his levels have uh, only gone up um, coming from Greuther Fert. Yeah, done fantastic. So I think that's quite an easy choice for me in, in that 4-4, four, 4-3-3 four, four, three, three formation. So that's my defence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, go on, Runa. 
Uh, yeah, actually, I picked a 4-2-2-2 formation, but uh, yeah, still a back four. Um, and I picked uh, exactly the same back four as Rory, uh, in fact. Uh, so yeah, um, I agree I agree with, with many of the points you made. Uh, perhaps I can add a few things. Uh, I think with Jeremy Frimpong, um, I think Leverkusen has a really, really good uh, right back there. Uh, many of the other top clubs in the Bundesliga are kind of struggling at that position. Uh, Bayern don't really have... I mean, they just sound, signed uh, Masrawi, but before him, uh, I think they've struggled a bit in terms of offensive output at the position. Uh, and Dortmund's not looking good at the position either. Um, so I think Leverkusen ha have a real gem there. Um, and yeah, with Guardiola, you can easily forget that that he's just 20 years old. Uh, the way he he entered the stage in the Bundesliga uh, at a young age, and he was always calm, composed, and maintained a consistent high level uh so really amazing for his age the way he, he just emerged as a key player from the beginning of the season almost um yeah Slotterbeck, an obvious choice as we've talked about and the same with david raum uh three goals and 13 assists i think uh from the left wing back position of course but yeah, yeah one of the signings of the season for me he's been really unstoppable down the left wing for, for hoffenheim yeah, absolutely. An FPL thinker, what have you gone for? Uh, yes, almost the same uh, back four, but of one of one or two changes. So in the right back, we have gone for I have gone for Widmer, uh, the uh, solid, stable right back, provided uh, attacking assists for Mainz team. And it's just the thing that we are all discussing the right backs uh, to see that we have even left out Pavard, like who is a World Cup winner with France. But this is the Bundesliga where young people, the young players, make a chances. So uh, I will go for Widmer. The another center back is uh, Nico Schlotterbeck, as everything has already been said about him. Just a fantastic player, had an incredible season. The second center back is one of my favorites, uh, uh, he, who suffered an injury last season, but came back this season to take the captain's armband and lead the Leipzig side. It's Willy Orban, and uh, I really may. Uh, means like this player because in the last season while he was injured he gave up the captaincy so that he should not be an automatic pick for the team and he only came back when he was 100% fit and what a season he delivered and the last day goal uh, to secure the one all draw to guarantee Leipzig uh, the UEFA Champions League and he was also in my fantasy team at that moment so it it was a double bonus so it's Willie Auburn and the left back uh, was a choice between uh, David Raum and Christian Gunther. Uh, though I think Raum had the better season, but I'll still go for Gunther because uh, the commitment again he showed to the club and his up and down play linking with Grifo down the left hand side was really good to see. Yeah, absolutely couldn't agree more. So, yeah, let's move on to the midfield now. So, I've gone for a midfield three. So, I'm going to talk you through my uh choices. So, I think the first one is quite an obvious one is Conrad Lima. I just think he's been absolutely brilliant this season, especially since Tedesco took over. And it's no surprise to me that he's been linked with a potential move to Bayern Munich and also to the Premier League. Hopefully, they'll be able to keep him. We've talked a lot about this, haven't we, Rory? That we want to see the big Bundesliga teams keep the best players and it's going to be a real challenge obviously along with Nkunku and maybe Danny Olmo as well and a few other quality players at Leipzig that they're going to have to try and keep if they want to potentially mount a title challenge next season so yeah Lyman my first choice the second choice is actually um, I was uh, kind of unsure I wanted to pick a curl midfielder because I just think they've been brilliant in midfield this season but I was kind of half an hour between Erskan and uh, Shakiri. 
And actually, I think like I actually went for Shakiri in the end simply because I know he's more of a holding midfielder, but I just think when he was missing, he, he just didn't play as well. Basically, every time he missed a game, I remember the he was, got injured against Hoffenheim, and I think they lost five nil that game in like November time or something. And I think that showed me that he was absolutely crucial to that team. I think he was probably their best player last season as well, and I just think he is a really really good holding midfielder for me. My other choice, I've gone for Jude Bellingham. It might be a bit of British bias, this one, but if you look at the statistics, he's really, really high up in the duels one. I don't think there's been that many positives that Dortmund can really take out this season, but I think the development of the further development of Jude Bellingham has definitely been one of them. And I think he's had a really good season. He's going to be one that, you know, again, obviously they're going to lose Haaland, but he's probably going to be their main man potentially next season. I think it's going to be interesting from an English perspective as well to see how much he can develop. Uh, next season. So, yeah, that's my midfield three. What about you, Rory? Um, I have gone for the same but one. Uh, so, I do agree. Yeah, so I've gone for Comrade Lima. Uh, again, for completely obvious reasons, as you said, Mark, uh, thought he was fantastic for Leipzig, particularly under Tedesco, but everything was mainly good under Tedesco, wasn't it, uh, for Leipzig. But, yeah, he held together that midfield um, for Leipzig really well and was a leader in there uh, alongside Kevin Campbell. Um, but, yeah, I think he was just class class throughout the season and, you know, provided everything that Leipzig needed to be able to play, you know, the style of football that they do play. Uh, Bellingham, for me, yeah, I, I don't think it's even British bias. I think it is quite clear that he is one of the best midfielders in the league already at such a young tender age uh to be so consistent as well i think he was probably he didn't get the level of goals because he scored quite a lot early on didn't he in the season mm. I think. and um uh, particularly in the champions league he was the shining light really and like uh he scored some amazing goals which might come up in one of our uh awards later on because uh, he scored a really good goal against uh Bielefeld maybe or Balkan, um which was fantastic his skill as you mentioned is jeweled he's so tenacious he he is a born winner like obviously he's been you know he's he's gone wrong in certain ways in terms of you know he uh kind of accused referees uh or a referee at one point in the season of being you know cheat or something like that i can't mm. remember exactly what it was but that, that wasn't a great look but it just shows how much he cares and how much he wants to win he already seems like a dortmund player through and through so yeah easy choice for me i think he was fantastic and will only get better and my other midfielder only because i couldn't fit him into my front three i've had to stick the rb <laughs> into my uh, midfield. obviously he is basically a forward but i've gone very attacking so yeah the rb um amazing uh level of performances for Leverkusen uh you know goals and assists took on the mantle after Leon Bailey left the club uh really kind of key player for them alongside Schick um in the fact that Leverkusen broke records this season for goals scored in the Bundesliga uh got them back into the Champions League and he is a key part of that and I pray that he stays at Leverkusen for more season because they could be amazing next season if they keep that uh keep hold of that team plus the transfer business that they've done already or are almost done so far so yeah that's my midfield free a very attacking midfield free for sure yeah and what about you then runa what have you gone for for your midfield yeah as i said uh, i picked a 4222 formation so i have four midfielders actually um so i had two central midfielders uh the first of them being uh, jude bellingham so uh 
Yeah, I'm not British and I'm still picking him. So that's the like British bias. Um, I just think at the age of 18, he's he's just an, a, a pivotal player for, for Dortmund, not just because of his clear talent on the pitch, but also because of his winning mentality, as you said, Roy. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a true leader already, despite being so young. So it, the consistency he's showing is is really impressive. Uh, and, and at the same time, he's... He's, he's taking a step forward in his development every season. Um, so, yeah, uh, alongside him, I've picked the uh, from FC Köln. Um, I think it's about time he, he shows his, his true talent. Uh, he was actually awarded the, the Fritz Walter medal uh, at a young age, uh, given to, to mm-hmm. the most, the brightest prospect in German football. Uh, he won that back in uh, 2017, um, and it took a while for his career to really take off, but but now you can clearly see what he's capable of. Uh, and Baumgart really managed to, to get the most out of him. And I think he, he really stepped up as the season progressed and uh, emerged as one of the, the most important players for Köln uh, and, and earned, a, earned a move to Dortmund at the end. Um, and yeah, then I have two attacking midfielders. Uh, the first one being Christopher Nkunko. Pretty self-explanatory. Don't really think I need to to say much about him. Uh, amazing numbers, amazing season for him. Uh, and the other one is is Thomas Müller. Um, yeah, I think he he was a constant in Bayern's side uh, as per usual. Uh, many of the players were rotated in and out of the team, but Müller usually starts uh, and always does pretty well. Um, he had a he had slight different form, uh, different form towards the end of the season, but still managed to score eight goals and set up 21 goals. So, yeah, I think the, those numbers also speak for themselves. Uh, another great season from Müller. Yeah, the assist king, as they call him in Germany. Yeah, Thomas Müller just never stops getting assists, does he? And what about you, FBL thinker? What's your uh, midfield? Yes, actually, I want, uh, forgot to state it earlier. I was playing a 4-4-2 formation. So I have four midfielders. Uh, so in the center of the park, it's uh, Joshua Kimmich. My first pick, although he did not have such a great season as the last one, but I still feel that he was the main driving force which pulled Bayern through for the title. He was present in every game, doing his bits, winning the ball, spreading the play, and taking corners, taking shots, and everything. So, I think he had another good season as he does. The second uh, player in midfield is one of my nemesis who I never picked in the season in the fantasy game and maybe cost me the Bundesliga title as well. It's Jonas Hoffman. Uh, I could always see the Gladbach's team struggling, but in that team, Jonas Hoffman performed exceptionally well Mm -hmm. against any opponent. Like His performances were much at higher level than other Gladbach players. And he is one of the reasons that uh, that Gladbach is not dragged into the relegation zone, I would say. His stellar season for him. And uh, then uh, the two white players, is one of his, them is Nkunku, so least said is better. Everything we have already said. Yeah, and the, from the left, it's that magician, Philip Kostic. Again, he had a very good season in the league and we all know what Frankfurt did in the Europa League. They... Uh, put the name of the Bundesliga in uh, great colors throughout mm-hmm. Europe with their fans as well as their performance. And Philip Kostic is always one of the best left-sided players in the league with his ability to provide yeah. for the players. Yeah, so these are my four midfield picks. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I think Kostic definitely one of the best players in in the league. That's for sure. Okay, so yeah, let's quickly go through the strikers because I think we don't need to explain it as much because they're usually quite straightforward, aren't they? Yeah. For me, I've gone for Lewandowski in the middle, and then yeah, I guess Nkunku's more of an attacking midfielder. But I have put him as one of my three forwards. Let's just say nowadays, my other choice is actually Patrick Schick ahead of Haaland. I just think he's been brilliant as well, Schick, for an excellent Leverkusen side who, you know, obviously 24 goals, which is more than what Haaland mustered. I just think he's been better as well than Haaland for me, who's not really enjoyed his best season, let's be honest, the uh, future Manchester City forward. But yeah, for me, that's the front three, Schick, Lewandowski and Kunku. What about you, Rory? What have you gone for? Yeah, for the purpose of keeping things on track, uh, I have gone for the exact same front three. Uh, again, like classing Nkunku as a forward, maybe I could have switched him and DRB around. But yeah, um, e- easy pick for me. I think Schick definitely deserves his place in that team. I almost went for Modest as well, um, yeah. frankly honest, uh, quite easily ahead of Haaland, I'd say. So that's my front three. Yeah, Runa. <clears throat> Yeah, I only had two forwards, and uh, yeah, Lewandowski, pretty self-explanatory, and uh, then I picked Patrick Schick too. I think he narrowly edged out Holland because uh, Holland was so much injured. Maybe if Holland was playing the full season, he would be in my team of the season. But uh, but yeah, he, he spent too much time on the sidelines, and as you said, it probably wasn't his best season. While Schick really excelled this season. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, FPL thinker. Uh, yeah, for me, it's Lewandowski, uh, the two forwards. Uh, one is Lewandowski, so Lee said is better. He's the highest goal scorer in the league yet for yet another time. And the second one, just uh, narrowly edging out Modest, is Patrick Schick. He's 24 goals. He looked sharp. And uh, Leverkusen managed to extend his contract to 2027, I think. So it's a big thing. And if he stays in the Bundesliga, he can uh, really uh, take the title race, the goal scoring race with Lewandowski. Yeah, absolutely. So over to Rory for the goal of the season then. Yeah, absolutely. Goal of the season. Uh, we'll try and run through these a bit quicker now. Um, so goal of the season, obviously loads of choice wasn't there. But I mean, I hope Mark agrees with me on this one. But we've got I've gone for the Balkan Messi. Garrett Holtman, <laughs> his goal against Mines, the individual solo run. I know there's some questionable defending, but brilliant to watch. Um, so yeah, that's my one. Over to you, Mark. Yeah, Rory, I think we both have to go for that one. I've also gone for the same one just because of the, you know, the. I think the German commentator famously coined that expression, yeah, the Balkan Messi. And just after that, it just always stuck in my mind. And as did Gerrit Holtman, who went on to have a really good season, actually, for Balkan. But yeah, as you say, the defence was dreadful, actually. But still, to dribble past about seven, eight players and then took it past the keeper, you, you can't get better than that for me. You know, I love one of those dribbling goals. So, yeah. Garrett Holtman uh, against Mines for me. Very good. Runa, have you got a different one for us? No, actually not. I went for the same goal. Um, <laughs> so totally agree. But if I had to pick uh, another one, it would be uh, the Billingham one you mentioned, Rory, uh, against yeah, Bielefeld. Yeah. Uh, he was just dancing through with the defence there. That was amazing, an amazing goal too. But had to go for, for the Boko Messi too. Very good. Uh, full house or not, FBL thinker? Yes. Yeah, that... It's full house because I also picked the same one and it was a wonderful goal. And uh, just to consider that Mines are a very good defensive team. Uh, so yeah. it's, it was not like he scored against any second division opponent team or uh, promoted team. So he that was goal. And one of the highlights was uh, not a goal, but a Wimmer's Rabona assist, if I could say. Because yeah. yeah. <clears throat> 
Good stuff. Yeah. Well, full house. Uh, go, just going to show there. there. I mean, there are so many great strikes. Um, a couple of honourable mentions. I had Nicholas Dorsch's strike for Augsburg, yeah. like a pure hit of a goal, like one of those ones that you just hit and you know. And uh, Danny Olmo's one against against Dortmund. Uh, I thought it was a really good effort as well. So over to you, Mark, for a bit more of a fun one. We've got blooper of the season. Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you that don't know the word blooper, yeah, it basically means like mess up of the season or, you know, the, the moment when somebody just messes up, like either in defence or they mess up a goal or something like that. Yeah, for me, it was between uh, basically two incidents. I think one of them I was going to go for was when Hertha messed up against Bielefeld. I think they had four against two uh, going into like the last five minutes. And if they'd have scored yeah. that, it would have made it 2-0 and they would have stayed out of the relegation playoff. And I think it was one of those times when Ortega ended up making about three saves in the end on the goal line. But how Hertha didn't score, I've got absolutely no idea. And eventually, obviously, they finished third bottom before obviously escaping just about last Monday. So, yeah. But, yeah, for me, that was a big one because that had to be 2-0. And if that had gone in, it would have been, you know, Hertha would have been safe. But the, the other one, I think, obviously, we've not mentioned them at all today, but I think that team, Greutherford, have got to come in on this, really, haven't they? Because, let's be honest, there are a lot of bloopers from their part this season, especially at the beginning. But the one I've actually gone for is when they were playing Union Berlin, I think, with about uh, three games to go, and they were actually winning 1-0. The reason why I chose this one is because they were winning. And I just think, you know, they, they had a real chance of kind of getting a rare win and actually it would have been a double over Union Berlin as well. And I think with about 10 minutes left, they were just messing around at the back, weren't they? Just like tapping it around. And in the end, they were robbed by the Union striker who tapped it in basically to an empty net. And that cost them what would have only been a fourth win of the season. So I've actually plumbed for that one. But to be honest, Furt defending the whole season really could win blooper of the season in truth. <laughs> So what about you, Rory? Uh, funny you should mention first and defending. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my my blooper, so, and it's not a way, like, we're just having a bit of fun with this award. We're not just doing it to have a dig at people. Um, go. So my award goes to the unfortunate Simon Astor, who uh, on his first start of the season, ball was crossed into the third area. I think he was against Mines. And uh, he, it wasn't a great cross. It bounced in the area and the defender, Aster, doesn't really know what to do. So he tries to head the ball out and he ends up doing a diving header into the top corner of his own goal. Uh, truly spectacular finish. Uh, unfortunately for Aster, obviously, yeah, it's, it's an own goal and it costs his team. But that was fairly spectacular as, uh, as own goals go. So he obviously just has... A bit of a moment, get a bit gets a bit foggy as to what he needs to do, and he doesn't get the right connection. So yeah, that own goal has to be blooper for me. Yeah, and uh, Runa. Yeah, I, I consider the Astas own goal as well, but uh, I ended up picking someone else and something else, and I'm not sure if it's the biggest mistake of the season, but but the first and probably last own goal of, of Thomas Müller's career is is probably one to to remember. Uh, Bayern were one 0 up against Leverkusen back in March, and uh, and they, they were forced to settle for a draw because Müller put it into his own net after free kick, and uh, it was probably also Sven Ulreich's fault. It was a bit of miscommunication between the two, but but just to see Thomas Müller scoring an own goal is spectacular and uh, something worth remembering. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I remember that one well. Yeah, and what about you, FBL thinker? Uh, yeah, for me, it's uh, a little bit different. I went for a miss. 
rather than an own goal. So it's uh, Andre Silva against Gladbach. So this ah, this yes. was a <laughs> pure chaos. Uh, Jan Sommer could step into the midfield. They got robbed of the ball. And Nkunku passed it to Silva, who was on his own with the goal at his mercy. And he, yet he hit the bar. So coming, uh, so such a finish coming from a striker who had been one of the leading men the last season. It was such a shock and I considered it to be a duper. <laughs> yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more on that one. But yeah, obviously quite a few interesting suggestions for that one. So over to Rory for the signing of the season. Yeah, nice positive one now we'll go through. So again, just have to go through it fairly quickly, but lots of good honourable mentions for me, but I'm going David Raum. I thought he was spectacular after coming coming over from Kreuterfurt. Uh, I mean, he would have been such a you know an asset for Furt and might have even made the difference for them in terms of staying in the Bundesliga. Who knows? Left wing back, left back, wherever you want to call him. Got into the national team this season because of his performances. Three goals, um 13 assists did you say runa 13 ish anyway um inside the top five um assists in the league first ever season in the bundesliga superb i think that easy choice for me anyway uh over to you mark yeah i think obviously this one uh, this player did play six months on loan last season as well but obviously this was his first season as a fully fledged union berlin player and for me it has to be taiwo awani i mean Obviously, for six million, I think it was six million euros from Liverpool. You know, the guy mm-hmm. banged in 15 goals. And I think aside from a short blip in January, the guy was brilliant all season, I thought. You know, and he ended up building a really good partnership, obviously, initially with Max Cruiser and then with uh, Becker as well, Geraldo Becker in the second half of the season. You know, I, I just think the guy, he also played in the African Cup of Nations as well, which I think he missed four games for too. So, you know, I mean, what a season he's had. You never know if he'd have stayed at Liverpool. Liverpool could be champions now. Who knows, you know? Absolutely, yeah. So Yeah, I mean, that is exactly what you said, Mark, in regards to he kind of played a bit last season. That's what put me off putting in as my choice. Uh, Runa, who is yours? Uh, David Arm, like you, Rory. Um, the fact that he was signed on a free transfer uh, and... Yeah, what he delivered for, for Hoffenheim was just ex- extraordinary, especially in his first season in the Bundesliga. Um, so he deserves to to be called up to for Germany now too. Um, so that left foot is is just amazing. His crosses are are really great and and kind of reminds me of Philip Kostic. Uh, just a few honorable mentions: uh, Josko Guardiol, uh, my Danish compatriot, Jesper Lindstrom, uh, great signing for Frankfurt, uh, and then Patrick Wimmer. Uh, signed for 700,000 euros. Uh, an amazing signing too for Bielefeld. Well, on, yeah, over to you, FBL thinker. Uh, yeah, for me, it was between two. Uh, it was between Lindstrom and it was between Awoni. And I decided to give it to Awoni because of a stellar season. He helped uh, Union into Europe, a 15-goal season. And to cope with the loss of Cruza, he just single-handedly took over the goal-scoring mantle. And uh, I think he had a very good season. Excellent stuff. Uh, so uh, we will move on very quickly. And this is, uh, we're now going to do biggest flop. So it's not as nice a reward. So we'll just yeah. go through it fairly quickly, won't we, Mark? Yeah, I think obviously it's still quite an important uh, award, you know, for the signing who kind of just flopped, basically just didn't do what everyone expected. And for me, this is quite a clear one, really, actually. 
And it is going to be that man that was signed to replace Jaden Sancho, uh, who obviously went to Man United for big money. It was Donald Marlon. I just think every time I watched him, I just thought, how did Dortmund find him as a replacement, really, for Sancho? I just didn't think he looked very good. I had seen him in the Euros for the Netherlands, and I thought he looked half decent then. But I think he just struggled to uh, basically uh, deal with the step up from the Dutch league, obviously signing from PSV Eindhoven. He got only five goals in 27 games for a free scoring Dortmund side. It's just not good enough, really, in a wide forward position for me for a club like Dortmund. Obviously, Sancho is getting, you know, 10 to 15 goals a season, a lot more assists as well. And I just don't think he had a good season at all, Marlon. So what about you, Rory? Uh, I initially picked Marlon, to be fair, but then I changed my mind uh, to Ricardo Pepe. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously, massive signing for Augsburg. Uh, big money, biggest signing ever. For Augsburg, biggest uh, amount of money that a um, I think a North America uh, that a Bundesliga side to pay for a North American player. Um, so it came with such hype, and he just I mean when he played, he looked nowhere near Bundesliga level, and there was chat about did Weinzier even want him? Um, he his game play his game time was quite fleeting. So and the fact he's only nineteen years old, so I do actually feel really harsh giving him the biggest flop. So maybe I should change my mind to Marlon, but he, he was a bit of a flop in the end. So, yeah, either one of those two. Yeah, and Runa? Yeah, I, I considered those two as well, uh, Pepe and Marlon, but actually I ended up picking uh, Marcel Sabitzer because I think on paper he looked like a great signing for Bayern. Uh, 15 million euros was, I, I think, a, a pretty cheap price, actually, for a player of his standards. Uh, but as we all know, he hasn't lived up to the expectations at all. Uh Quite on the contrary, he's been a he's been a shadow of himself. Uh, just one goal and one assist in, in 32 games for for Bayern. Uh, that's that says it all, I think. Um, so for me, it's it's sad. It's sad. Yeah, an FPL thinker. Yeah, for me, it was between Daniel Marlon, the obvious one, and also I considered Andre Silva because of the he was the second highest goal scorer last season, and yet he moved to a more attacking team and his output decreased. But in the end, I think we have to give it to Daniel Marlon. I think yeah. I had high expectations from him after his move from Eredivisie, and seeing him as uh, uh, Mark was pointing out, uh, seeing him in the Euros, he looked decent, but he really uh, failed to live up to his billing in Dortmund colours. Yeah, absolutely. So our flop of the season is then officially Donald Marlon. Then. So over to Rory for the last award of the day. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so in the spirit of things, obviously, with our partnership with Bundesliga Boxes alongside Runa's Bully News, we're going to have a Best Kit Award. Uh, sporting my latest uh, Bundesliga Box top as well, actually, 1860 Munich top, very fresh. Uh, so yeah, Best Kit. Um, some good choices out there this season, but uh, in terms of Best ones. Uh, I'm gonna go for Freiburg's home red kit. Just think it was really fresh, like the kind of mixture of like the darker red inside of it, the kind of stripes within it. Um, honorable shouts for Cole home kit and Bielefeld home kit as well. I quite like so very quickly around the table, Mark. Yeah, I'd agree with the Bielefeld home kit, but I've just gone for my usual on this one. I've gone for the Leverkusen home kit. I just absolutely love Leverkusen's home kits. I don't know why, but it just, I don't know. I just think it looks really, really cool. The black and red, 
you know, I just think it's always been an, I remember noticing that in the early 2000s when uh, Leverkusen were, and they, to be honest, the kits haven't changed that much since then. I just think it's a really, really nice kit, to be honest. Brill, over to you, Runa. Yeah, I went with the same kit as you, Mark. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I just love a, a Leverkusen kit with, with stripes. Uh, and I think it's inspired by the kit from the 2001-2 season yeah. uh, where they, they got to the Champions League final and lost, finished second in the Bundesliga and second in the DFB Pokal. Yeah. Uh, so a Leverkusen kit with stripes is just special and it's great to see them back in stripes. Lovely stuff. And FBL, Finker, your choice. Uh, yeah, I, I went for, because of my uh, fascination of the color black, I went for the Leipzig away kit. Uh, yeah. It's a mixture of all colors. It was quite colorful and quite entertaining. To it was? Feel. Yeah. And with the two bulls uh, uh, and the chest mm-hmm. of the logo, it was very good. And uh, let's see, maybe I can get that kit from the Bundesliga as a prize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. It was a good one, uh, for sure. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Uh, so that is the end of the show. So um, probably the end of our season. Uh, we might do a Q&A, but we'll see what uh, happens anyway. So over to you, Mark, to close the show. Um, and then, yeah, thank you to everyone for this season. Thank you to Runa FBL Think for joining us tonight as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, obviously, if you enjoyed what you saw, then follow us on Twitter, at Over the Bar FB, at Over the Bar Extra. If you want to check out our main page, then we've got otbfootball.net, which is obviously not just Bundesliga, Bundesliga related. It's just about everything football related. So check that out. And also don't forget to like, comment, to subscribe because that helps us to put out more and more content. Yeah, as Rory said, it's been a fantastic season. If this is our last uh, show, which it might not be yet, there's a potential for another one potentially later on, maybe next week. But yeah, it's been a fantastic season. You know, obviously we've introduced our watch-alongs and all that kind of thing. So it's just been brilliant to have you with us. Obviously, great to introduce uh, FBL Thinker as well to the show. Obviously, Runa, you came on actually on our first show as well. So, but yeah, it's been great for you to join us as well on a regular basis on thursdays and yeah obviously looking forward to doing more and more stuff next season as well we've got more and more watch-alongs more and more content coming out for you guys so yeah absolutely we're looking forward to next season and yeah we'll see you then i guess yeah bye-bye guys, yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys. thanks a lot guys for joining thanks. us Ciao. Yeah. bye